UFOs, Bigfoot, paranormal input. Go ahead now, get mystical. Mystery and magical. UFOs, not typical. Bigfoot, not typical. You ask me why I'm skeptical. I say questions are questionable. Is the truth alien to you? Alien to get my message through. Aliens might message you. Aliens are sliding through. The wild signal we're plotting to. Algorithms they find is true. Typical. Skeptic. Shut Got no time for no petty germs, pandemic, a pandemic turn, horror still in Amityville, Bayonet in Gettysburg, Mothman, TNT, Factory, Red Eyes, Loki, Dogman, Howling in the Street, I'm typically skeptic of what I see, Voodoo Hoodoo in New Orleans, Thunderbird, Swamp Thing, is it real, I was wondering, typical, skeptic, show, typical, skeptic, show. Five in a second here, hit the intro. Okay. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Typical Skeptic Podcast. I have another fascinating guest with me back today. Um, I found about about this woman from her channel on YouTube. It's called the Nona Boss Continuum, where she tries to bring like some of the best content on ETs and cryptids. She's an up and coming channel, um, and her name is Marty Argentino. She's a cryptid, paranormal, and UFO investigator who's also a lifelong extraterrestrial contactee. She's an empath with intuitive psychic abilities that manifest as a sense of knowing. She's able to receive messages and dreams and sense energy from cryptid spirits and ETs. She's a truth seeker who works for her guardians and guides and her journey as a knower and experiencer all across the diverse subject matters which motivated her to start her own YouTube channel, the Nona, the Nona Boss Continuum, to bring awareness that all these phenomena are connected. And I could, I agree with that. And uh, and I'd like to give her a warm welcome to the show. Marty, thank you for coming on. How are you? I'm great. And thank you for having me. Um, I um, love your show. Oh, thank <laughs> you. Yeah, I, I like yours too. And I, I think like you, you and Jessica are, are really putting out like good content right now as far as like the cryptids go. And like, um, it seems like you guys are digging deep into that, area of subject is that kind of like what got you into this or what it says you're an et contactee so have you had paranormal experiences your whole life my whole life my whole life my whole life i i i remember as a little girl um i, I grew up in indiana and I, I just remember as a little girl you know seeing lights i was a sleepwalker as so my mother would find me outside a lot. Um, I just remember just looking out my window and seeing lights, all different kinds of shapes and colors and not knowing what it was. And then kind of making that, con but not making the actual connection that I was a contactee until way later in life when I started having my own children and then I started seeing them having the same kind of types of experiences. So I then began to kind of look into things. And then I, you know, I lived in a haunted house for a while. Um, you know, it, it, it's just been one thing after another. And then with, with the cryptids, you know, I was 
down here in Florida, people talk about the skunk ape a lot. And, you know, back in the 80s, it was just this like rumored kind of thing that, you know, everybody talked about, but they didn't really talk about. It was like this, you know, backroom conversations, you know, like it wasn't something really mainstream, but people were still talking about it, especially amongst people who were, you know, fishing and camping and hunting and those kind of things and very outdoorsy, which we were. Um, so for me, I kind of always believed, I always believed in cryptids, but I always thought it was a, a you know, not really here in Florida. And then, you know, just grow, just, just that, that thought growing in my head that, wait a minute, is it really just like a Pacific Northwest thing or are they really here? And I had an experience, it was a nighttime experience um, back in 1986. Um, my, uh, my, my son's father and I, we were out on this levee in the middle of nowhere in the Everglades. We used to, he used to love to go out there looking for for snakes at night because that's they they would climb up on top of the levee for the warmth, right? So we would drive down the levee and we saw this thing that just kind of came up off the side of the levee onto the middle of the road right in front of us. And as it but it was on all fours and was all black and was huge, it was big. And we you know, he stopped the car and it was kind of this like it just kind of came up right in the middle and then it started to transition to start up, start standing up and took one step and it was off the road. And, and right in the middle of that transition, it just turned its head towards us and its eyes were glowing red. It was not eye shine. It was an illumination from in, from the inside out. And we both kind of were like, okay, well, there's where we're at right now. There are no bears. The only other thing it could have possibly been might have been a black panther, but those are not really common in Florida either. They do exist, but this thing was huge. And that right there just kind of set me on this path of they're here. I know they're here. And then I was watching Finding Bigfoot and everything and anything I could get my hands on. And, uh, you know, it was when I had my first daytime sighting was a little, a little over a year ago. And I was so thankful because I really and, I, and when I tell the story about my daytime sighting, I, I, I explained to people it was really more of a spiritual thing for me. It wasn't I wasn't afraid. I wasn't scared. I wasn't the only thing I had on my mind was like, whoa, wow and wow. That's human because what I saw looked human it didn't look like an animal or an ape or I don't know it just it looked human to me and it, it was such a brief thing and it was so fast and it was so so quick but at the same time it was it was calm it wasn't anything I was afraid of so that that you know that having that experience really changed my life a lot because I felt like there's nothing to be afraid of. I'm not saying that they can't be dangerous. I'm not saying that. 
I'm, I'm sure they're just like we are and they all have different personalities just like we do. Everyone's different. Everyone's, you know, temperament is different. But the potential for a communication and possible relationship never entered my mind until that day. Do you think you saw something like a Sasquatch or do you think you saw something like a dog man? And these were, these were two different instances, right? One time you were with your husband and the other time you were by yourself, I guess. I was actually, I was on a day hike with my, with, with my son, who is also a researcher. He and I researched together. Um, he, he's, you know, has his own channel and, and he, he does things with, uh, outcast paranormal and the, so he was with me, his wife, you know, I mean, it was like a family day. Honestly, it was family day. I mean, we were just out hiking and it, and, and, you know, when I, when I had the sighting, it was just such a, like I said, it was, this peace came over me. It wasn't, I wasn't afraid. I was just kind of like, I just saw a Sasquatch, <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like, I just saw a Sasquatch, Matt, like, and he's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, right there. <laughs> I mean, that day it was so weird because I was trying, like, I was trying to get photos of what I saw and I described what I saw. And it was this auburn, the hair was kind of like auburn and it was kind of short, you know, kind of, I don't know, a little spiky. And then the skin was like this ashy, like soft, ashy gray. And I was take I had like my phone on a selfie stick and I was like trying to get his, just take photos. I took several photos in success in succession, one direction and then back the other direction, hoping that when I got home that maybe I would see the Sasquatch I saw in my photos, but it wasn't there. Now, about three to four months later, my daughter-in-law was on one side of me and she was taking photos that day too. She's a photographer. And I just kind of was like, hey, can I take a look at some of your photos that you took that day? And I was looking for the area that I saw it in. And in, in, the, in her photo, I found the Sasquatch that I saw. And I don't share it. I don't post it. I haven't posted it only a handful of people I've shown it to them privately. Um, but I don't, I don't put it out there. I don't put it out there for everybody. And the reason that I don't is because I felt like that moment between me and that being was for me and that it's for me. And I don't need to prove the existence of Sasquatch to anybody. I just, I don't feel the need to prove it. The only thing that I want to do going forward is, is find researchers and talk to researchers who want to kind of do what I want to do, which is take it to the next level. And for me, moving that needle forward is building a relationship with them. I don't, I feel like their existence has already been proven. I don't think, I don't think we need any more evidence other, you know, some people believe that they needed that we need a body to, 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 to prove it, but I don't believe so. I don't think so. I think it's been proven. And I think we just need to start finding a way to build relationships with them. 
Can I say, first of all, I think that's so awesome that your son's a researcher too. I'd love to meet him and have him on my show sometime. Like, I think that's so cool that you guys do that as a family. And I, ju I just think that's so awesome. Like, um, I, so do you think it's like pretty much like for us people that know the, all the, the areas of the paranormal are, are, are proven? Like, it's like, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, we, we already know there's UFOs. We already know there's cryptids, right? We know that psychic phenomena is real because we experience it, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, well, why do we feel like we have to prove it to other people? Like, I, I guess maybe because it's the stigma that's been attached to all these phenomena for all these years. You think that's yeah, why? I think so. I think so. And, and I also think that some people want the concrete evidence because for their minds to actually be open enough to accept the reality, it's going to shift their paradigm. And a lot of people in today's society are very, very, very comfortable where they are. And they're just not willing to open up their minds to a new, new way of thinking or another possibility of something that could really be out there. Like we, you know, we all talk about disclosure, right? We talk about disclosure for UFOs and disclosure for all these different things. But do we really need disclosure to prove what we already know? And we just have to start to learn to accept what we already know. Because I think knowing it and accepting it are two totally different things. And I think a lot of people have that problem with accepting things that are different and accepting new ideas and to think outside the box. Why does everything have to fit into a box? Why can't everything be everything? Do you know what I mean? Like, why can't we just say, okay, that's weird, but it happened. It's, a, it's different. It's a different way of thinking. It's a different way of looking at something, but it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Yeah, I think we should be like, be at the point now where like, we know it exists. Like, it's like, how do we make contact and um, with these things, whether it be UFOs uh, through CE5s or people that go Bigfooting to try to get Bigfoot evidence or um, people who go on ghost hunts or people who do table tipping at spirit sessions, you know, spiritualist churches where they do table tipping to prove psychic phenomena or people that try to bend spoons. I mean, I think that's where we need to be going is like trying to um, take it to the next level where we're implementing the research. Cause I think we already know it. I think you're exactly right. I, I, I if I, if I could, I would do more stuff. I, you know, I'd like to do more stuff like that. Like, you know, I think that's where we need to go. What are your thoughts? Yeah, we do. We need to, you know, it, I think that sometimes, even though I'm a researcher, it's not like I can be out there every single weekend. You know, I can't, I don't have the physical ability to be out there every single weekend. Like I, my 30 year old son does, you know what I mean? Like that would be fabulous if I could do it, you know? So I don't get out as much as a lot of other researchers, but you know what else? I kind of don't need 
I don't need to. I can just go camping and have an experience. The one thing that that in that very brief daytime sighting that I had with that being that day, the one thing that happened to me that day changed it changed me in ways that I never thought were possible, but I believe that it happened because my intentions, I have, I'm, I'm very careful about when we go researching, my, my son and I, when we research, we're very, very careful about the intentions that we have when we go into an area. When we go into an area, we make it known we, we say it out loud. Hey, hi, I'm Marty and this is my son and we're here. We're here to be respectful, but we're here to learn from you. And, you know, if you're open to an interaction, then we're willing. You know, we go in it, into it, not as a hunting kind of a thing. And sometimes there's a couple of areas that we go into. We take absolutely no equipment with us. It's almost like we kind of have like, I want to say like a deal with them, but it's not really a deal. It's like a, we let them know that, hey, we, we're not here to record you. We're not here to photograph you. We're only here to experience you. If you are willing and giving them an opportunity to make a choice, right? To make a choice to interact with us. And it has worked for us every single time. Every single time. Do you think you're on the cusp of like making actual contact? I mean, like, I know that's a big statement to make, but like, if you had to say, I mean, you've already somewhat made somewhat contact, but do you see this like developing? Well, I mean, for, I, I mean, I hope, I don't know. I mean, I, there are some amazing researchers out in the field that are definitely having more opportunities for contact than I personally am. But I will say that I have had opportunities where they have, and I know people think it's a strange idea, but I have had communication with them. You know, um, call it mind speak, call it telepathy, call it what you want. Um, I've had the opportunity to have these interactions with them. Um, and it's interesting because, and I feel like for them, it's more of a comfort level. Um, not that they're not comfortable with me. Obviously they are because they're communicating with me, but usually it's after I leave the location. After I've left the location and I'm on the way home, that's usually when they start to communicate with me. And they just, I get pictures and images and thoughts. And, you know, it's, an, it's, it's very interesting that they always do, you know, but I don't know. Maybe one day I will have an opportunity and have a face-to-face -face interaction. You know, I, I don't know. All I know Ooh. is is that it's possible. It's possible. Yeah, uh, and and uh, what you having this telepathic ability? Like, have you always had this? And like, because you in your bio it says that you're you're psychic, and I believe we're all psychic to a certain degree. But would you say your psychic abilities are more enhanced? And when did that start? Like. When did you start? Did you notice it when you were a kid, when you had your ET experiences or did it come on later in life? Or? I've always had it. I have always, always been intuitive. Um, and, and I, and I guess growing up how I kind of, I kind of, 
as a child, it was almost like I always knew when something and I always put them into two categories. Something was either good or something was bad because I was a child and I was young and I didn't understand how to change. You know, it was kind of like either something felt good or something felt bad. But now when now going through everything that I've been going through and I meditate and I, you know, I try really hard to kind of like I, I you know, I do like heavy metal detoxing and try to eat well and get enough sleep. And, you know, the meditation has been a big help for me. And I think that that has really um, heightened my psychic abilities. And I mean, I can tell you, I can usually a lot of times, especially with people that are close to me, I know what they're thinking instantly. You know, I know what they're going to say. I know their next word. I know what's going to happen. I can see, you know, I mean, I really have that, the, this deep sense of knowing something, something is right or something is wrong. Um, one of the things that early on when Matt and I started researching, when we originally thought they were just these flesh and blood kind of like creatures, we really, something that would happen to me quite frequently is we would be going into an area and all of a sudden I would get this feeling of almost a wall pushing back at me, kind of this like psychic wall that it would, would, and I, and, and the feeling I would get with it was don't come any further. This is it. Don't, don't go past this invisible line. Almost. It was like this feeling that I would get. And I would say, I would tell Matt, you know, I'd say, okay, yeah, we're, we're not, we're done here. We're done here. We're not going any further. This is it. We're not pushing it any further. Now, whether that was maybe we were pushing into an area where maybe there were young ones or pushing into an area, you know, where, where their family was, I couldn't tell you, but after picking up on just that, I started paying more attention when we were out, what other things I was beginning to think and feel and, and what my body would tell me. And then, then I started learning how to read energies. And once I began to learn to re beginning to really read energy, then it became a lot easier for me. And I was able to not only pick up on what was being the general feeling coming at me, I was also being able to tell where they were. Like I could kind of say, okay, they're to my left. I feel them to the right, to my, you know, to, to my right, to my left, to the, you know, they're, they're at the six o'clock position. They're at the three o'clock. I could always then begin to, it's, I, it's interesting because the first thing that I always get when they're around, and I don't know, I, I, I kind of call it my, the tell that I know they're there is I get this like tightness in my chest and I feel this like, kind of like this, like I can't breathe. And as soon as I start to feel that it's like, I start feeling for the energy. I immediately, I can pick up and say, okay, yep. All right. There's, there's two of them. There's three of them. There's, you know, they're here, they're there just because I'm reading the energy. And that, that to me has been key. <coughs> And, and has really helped me in my research. Yeah. What do you think it is about their energy that, that makes our energy or your energy go up like that? Like, do you think they have like, 
I, I don't know. I, it, could, it, could you even exp- is it even explainable, or is it? You know what I mean? I have a, I have a theory. I have a theory, um, and you know, a lot of it has to do with vibrations and raising our vibration. And when you raise your own vibration, and you're and you're literally reading that energy, feeling that energy, you have to. You have to know your own energy before you can kind of start reaching out away from yourself to feel other people's energy, right? So, like, if you go to, uh, let's just say you're in, you, you, when, when we were all in high school, right, you could feel when somebody's staring at you and you would turn and you would look and you'd be like, somebody's staring at me. And then you look. It's the same kind of thing. You feel it when you're looking for it, if that makes sense, right? So, or it, I was gonna say, did you ever notice it always comes when somebody's like, I'm able to read energy too, and like, I, I always knew, like, for example, when my ex was like upset or like, he, oh, this is over the phone, like, you know what I mean? Like, not even like in person. This was like, you know, I I think in person it would be easier to tell when the person's upset with you because you can read their body language. But like, right. I would just know over the phone, if it's not even if she was upset with me, but if something was wrong or if something was like, you know, some if I knew if something wasn't right and I would say, and she was like, wow, you really, um, so I, I learned how to read into energy. I think it's about people that I care about though. And, 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 and other people too. Like if, if I'm nervous, you know, like maybe sometimes like that comes off in the wrong way, like, but you know what I'm trying to say? But like, I, I feel like I'm able to read people's energy. I don't know what that came from, but I'm, I'm really starting to explore it. And it's, it's interesting, you know? It is. It really is. And when you're, when you're feeling, you know, the first time, it was the very, very like first time that I indicated that, whoa, okay, this tightening, like I was all of a sudden I was feeling anxiety. We were in an area and I was feeling anxiety. And I mean, I thought I was gone. I didn't know if I could, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm having trouble breathing. And I, all of a sudden I realized, I'm like, wait, wait, what is happening to me right now? What's going on? And I realized it wasn't my anxiety that I was feeling. It was their anxiety. And we had someone with us that day, or it was at nighttime. It actually happened at night, but we had someone with us that night that we didn't know had a weapon on them. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't have a weapon that's not what I'm saying because I believe it's all intention, right? So they know, even if you have a weapon, they know what your intent is. So if you have a weapon to protect yourself from other humans or bears or big cats or whatever, and it's for protection purposes, I don't think that they, I don't think they care about that. They know you're not out hunting them, but this particular person I had never met before. Um, and he had a weapon on and that night, it just, the, the, the anxiety level was just through the roof. And I knew, it was like, I realized it wasn't my anxiety. and It was their anxiety. And I thought, this is weird. What is going on here? Why are they feeling like this? Because it's not something that I usually feel with them. Usually it's more of a, a presence and they're there. But I get, I pick up more about their personalities 
or their age. A lot of times I can tell if it's a juvenile or, you know, like they're a teenager or if they're an elder. Um, I've had a couple of interactions where with some very, you know, some Sasquatch that ran it, right? Like they were the one, they were the Sasquatch that, that, that ran the, uh, that area. Like they were the elder of their clan and in their area. So I've, I've had those kind of, you know, energies that I've been around. So this particular night was a very different situation and I could feel like it was getting, it was not good and it was not getting any, it was just getting heavier and heavier and heavier. And then they started throwing rocks at us. And it was interesting because it was like, there were five total thrown at us. The first, you know, they started out very small, tiny little pebbles, small little pebbles. And they got larger and larger and larger. And rock number four, um, we actually got a, there was a hair on it. And it was clear, absolutely clear hair. Um, we don't have polar bears here in Florida. There is nothing down here that's has clear hair. But rock five. Because at rock three, I was like, guys, we need to get going. We, we, we need to go. We're not, this is not a good situation. We need to go. So we kind of started wrapping it up. We weren't wrapping it up quick enough, I don't think, because rock number five came and it was like this. It was huge. It was like, they let us know. But I knew long before rock number one showed up. It's like, I could feel what they were feeling. They were, they were upset. They were confused. They were anxious. They didn't know what was going on. They didn't recognize him. And that happened to me one other time with Jessica. When I went with her, she had taken my son and I to an area in Georgia. Same kind of thing happened. The minute my feet hit the ground, I got out of the truck. And the energy was so strong. I mean, it was like a swirling vortex. I almost, like, I thought I was going to pass out. It was such an overwhelming sense of, like, I mean, I just, uh, it was so much energy hitting me at one time. It was crazy. Um, and the Sasquatch there didn't, they, she's been researching there for 12 years or more. I had, that was my first time there. And literally what I got there were, you know, from those Sasquatch, there were three, one, one of them, he was kind of telling the other two what to do kind of thing. But the one thing that I got from him first off, who the heck are you and what are you doing here? Because he didn't know me. And the anxiety level was really high. Still not as high that night there here down here in Florida, but so I've, I, I, I definitely think that they are just like us, you know, they're careful. They don't, they don't, if they don't know you or if they're not used to you, they're going to hang back, but not everybody's going to know that they're there because not everybody thinks about picking up on energy. Anybody, I believe personally, anybody can read energy. You just have to, you just have to practice it, you know? Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I have a couple questions. So if you went researching with Jessica, did you guys, did she ever take you to that? Um, I won't even ask you where it is because I know it's a secret, but did she ever take you to the meadow 
that secret spot that, you know, Trey Hudson and they all talk about? No, no, we didn't go to the meadow. We went someplace else. Yeah. That, that place is fascinating, but, um, but back, back to reading energy. No, I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I'd love to sometime, you know, you never know. Maybe I'll get an invite. Who knows? I have a couple of questions though. Like, do you ever, I know you're out, you're a boots on the ground researcher, which is really admirable. Like you're a real researcher. Like, and I, I love that. Like, do you ever, I know this might sound like a simple question, but this is what I, I have to ask this. Like, okay. Like the missing 411 has gotten really big lately. You know what I mean? People right. in national parks are showing up missing. Yeah. Do you ever get scared, especially not carrying a weapon going out into the woods? Or are you most of the time at peace? I mean, and then, yeah. and then the back to, on that thought, like, what are your thoughts on the missing 411? I don't think it's cryptids, but like, so yeah. You know, I, I okay. My thoughts on missing 411, my thoughts, I think it's several things. I think that some of the cases are human related or humans have maybe, you know, had a part in someone's disappearance. I also think that some of them could have walked into or went into a portal and didn't come back. Um, I, and I think that some of them I do believe that there are other things out there besides Sasquatch that are out there that are dangerous. And I think that it's 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 something that you have to be careful when you're when you are researching because you need to you need to know your surroundings and you need to make sure and you need to know that you can trust the people that you're there with, you know? Um make sure that everyone's intentions are the same. But I definitely think that there are things out there that can we don't know about that are interdimensional. And I think that it's those types of beings that could be responsible for a lot of these missing, missing people. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, it's just weird. Like some of the cases are very bizarre. And then, um, and then to, to add like there's, and also what goes on in the woods and, and around the country is cattle mutilations. Have you ever ran into any of that? And what are your thoughts on that? You know, I've never ran into any kind of mutilations of any kind. I've never, I've not seen that. I, I know that people have and, and they do run into it. Um, I personally haven't. You know, I still feel like, you know, any kind of an animal mutilation is generally, again, my opinion, <laughs> is generally probably ET related. Because I just don't think, you know, if 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 scientists can't figure out how specific organs or what kind of tools could have done these mutilations and how organs could have been removed without disturbing other pieces or portions of an animal, I don't see how that's possible. You know, for for us, for it to be something here on the planet, here in this dimension. You know, that, that we're just not aware of. And I, I feel like that those are ET related. If they, you know, they may not be, but that's just my take on it. 
So when you go researching, do you always go in a team then? Is that really important to like make sure you have a, a good team around you for support in case anything were to happen? Like even if somebody would sprain their ankle or, or you know, like, like, like natural things that could happen, like okay. somebody brushes up against a, something and rips their arm open off of a thorn or something like that, you know, like a freak accident. So you would probably want to make sure you have like a, a good team around you, right? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. You know, make sure you always have, you know, a first aid kit. Make sure you always have, you know, water. Or if you don't have, if you don't want to weigh your backpack down, there's, you know, life straws, right, that you can buy. You can get them on Amazon. I think they're like $20 and that they, they'll filter out any water that you come across that might be dirty and you're not sure of. You can't, if you don't, you know, I mean, there's certain things that you do definitely need to have with you when you go hiking. And you know, it's super important. You have to think about it. If there's an accident and someone can't, you know, have a plan, you know, you should always have, have, a, have a plan. If someone gets injured, okay, who's the person who needs to go for help? Who's the person who knows how to get in and out of here? Who's the person who can get cell signal? You know what I mean? Like there's, cause we've been in places like when we've gone with Jess, I mean, we had no signal for days. I mean, we had to leave and drive like five, six miles away from where we were camping just to get a signal to call home and be like, hey, we're we're all right, guys. We're OK. You know, let people know I'm leaving this day. I should be back on this day. If I'm not back by this day, this time, somebody needs to come looking for me. Even if it's a team of you, even if it's three, two or three or four of you, let somebody needs to know where you are and where to send people and to, to look for you in case something does go wrong. It's, you, yeah. have to, you have to think safety. You do have to think safety first, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Now, um, one, one thing I wanted to ask you about, we got into Bigfoot, but um, what, what, what about dog man? Have you done a lot of research into that? And what are your thoughts on that? Well, dog man's an interesting one because I'm, you know, there's been so many, um, Anna, 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 blah, I can't talk tonight. <laughs> There's so much an anecdotal evidence, right? All these stories about dog man. Um, but, you know, I was talking to, to, to my son a few months ago and, you know, he said to me, he's like, he, 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 he kind of got me thinking and he's like, I know that a lot of people talk about it, but, but what, what evidence do we really have on the existence of dog man? And I just, it got me to thinking, like we had this whole conversation about it, you know, like Sasquatch, the one thing about Sasquatch is, you know, we, we, we have, you know, tracks, we have hair, we have, you know, there's so many, you know, it, it just seems like we have a lot more evidence, physical evidence for the existence of Sasquatch than we do Dogman, but I still think that there are a lot of things out there in this world that we just don't know what they are. And if I had to say that they exist, I believe that they do exist. I can't believe that there'd be this many people in the world lying about a creature that they saw. Now, I don't believe that Dogman has the self-awareness that Sasquatch I don't believe that they have, I think they're more animalistic and that they're more primal than they would be living similar to humans. 
sense. You know what I mean? Am I make? I don't know if that makes sense. It does. No, me. yeah, yeah. They're, they're they're more they're more dog than they are man. You know, yeah. they probably travel in packs. They probably yeah. they're. Pro- I heard they're more vicious. Like, but see, like, what the one one thing that always like you know it was funny. Like my ex always used to laugh. She used to believe in all areas of the paranormal. She's like, eh, I'm not really sold on dog man. I was like, well, I was like, I, I'm not saying you have to be. I was like, but like she she definitely was not sold on it. But like I try. I've had Jody Cook of the North American Dog Man project on my show mm-hmm. he has some evidence on his website i mean it's not like concrete evidence i mean no, i don't yeah. think anybody has but like it's like footprints and stuff and i you know i don't know if it's 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 the real deal or or what but uh then you i watch all these shows i watch a lot of paranormal shows then you have like Dogman encounters which is a, mm-hmm. a popular show hosted by vic cundiff and it's every week yeah. it's a person with a different story where they tell their encounter with a dog man. But here, here's what I don't understand. Like this wasn't coming up like during the art bell days. Like, right. I don't understand why. Like I don't nobody's know. ever pointed that out. Dog man. You know, cause I hear people, I hear, I, cause I'm the same as you. I listen to all of it. Right. So I've heard recently, I've heard a lot of people kind of saying dog man is more of a business than it really is a, a cryptic. Now, that could be true. But then I had Morgan Knudsen on my show a f- couple of weeks ago. And she is has been involved in a particular case in Canada. And she talked about it on my show where they literally are having interactions. It's a private, it's private property. Um, they don't you know, generally let a lot of people on the property. It's, a, you know, it's a small group of people and they're doing research on private, this person's private property and <clears throat> all of their interactions with Dogman have been positive in nature, that they are very leery and that they're careful not to come too close. And she described a lot of interesting traits that and characteristics that I didn't expect. I mean, she literally kind of painted them as being watchers and protectors and, you know, that they're shy and elusive. So when I hear some of these other encounter stories, I do sometimes wonder if they're real or not. But again, I wasn't there. And I'm... I'm definitely going to keep my mind open because maybe one day I'll see one. I don't know. I have a couple of questionable photos that I, that I share on my channel. And, and because some people were like, yes, that's a dog, man. That's a dog, man. That's a dog, man. I don't know if it's a dog, man or not. I, even on the episode I share, I share the photos. I share my metadata. I give the context to the events that happened that day that the photos were taken because I believe that it's really important to share your evidence, but share it like responsibly. So give the context, show your metadata. The only thing I don't show is the location. I don't show the location, but everybody might, I mean, I show it right on my channel, the, the metadata. Um, but I don't know if it's a dog man. I don't know. It could have just been another Sasquatch that just, looked more patty, you know, looked more like the, the famous patty from the, you know, Patterson footage. 
I just don't know what it is. It could be absolutely nothing. I don't know. But I'm never going to shut anybody down for telling their story and telling their truth. Because to me, at the end of the day, it really is all about truth. And I want to be a truth seeker. I want to look for answers outside of that box that everybody thinks we're supposed to be living in. I want to keep that open mind. So I'm going to listen. I'm going to hear these. I want to hear these encounters. I want to hear these stories, you know, and I do think awareness is, is really important, whether we're talking about Sasquatch, Dogman, ETs, interdimensional beings, whatever the case is, we need to talk about awareness so that people aren't traumatized. I, I've talked to so many people that have literally been traumatized from their experiences, whether it's their ET con, their ET contactee, whether it's Sasquatch, they're so traumatized and PTSD is not fun. <laughs> you know, I mean, these, these people are suffering and I just feel like I want to be able to help them, which actually pretty coming up pretty soon. Um, I am going to be starting something kind of working with Daniela from Bigfoot Odyssey. She's been run. She has been, um, has something called the encounter hub that she was, that she runs or has, hasn't been able to over the last, I'd say eight or nine months or so. Um, and I'm going to be helping her out and I'm going to be doing that with her. And basically it's a private stream for anyone that wants to come on and talk about their experiences with other people, other like-minded people that they can feel comfortable to get it off their chest so that they can get work through some of their trauma and, 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 and with people in a safe space where they can talk about their experience and how to process it so that they can move on and that they can accept what they went through and to heal and to start the healing process. So, you know, I'm going to be starting that here in the next uh, month or so. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I want to help people. I, I, I would agree. That's, that's fascinating because one thing I've realized is there's no glamor with being a, a contactee or, or an experiencer. I mean, like, you know, it, it, it ruins people's lives for a lot of times, you know, it does. It does. It, does. it can ruin their, it can ruin their lives to the point where they can't work or they can't, it ruins marriages. They, people turn to alcohol, they turn to drugs, they turn to all kinds of things that are not good for them because they're just, they don't know how to process what they've been through. What, and, it, and, it, and it's across the board. I mean, it's, my son had a lot of issues with post-traumatic stress disorder from a lot of the experiences that he had as a child. And it's, 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 it's heartbreaking to be a parent, to know that these things are happening to your child and there's not anything you can do. You can't fix it. If your children are being abducted, you, you have no idea in the moment when it's happening to them, but you see the after effects. You can't stop it. You can't change it. But if you're, if you're, Allowing them to talk about it open, openly, openly. I feel like back then, if I had said, hey, did you have a bad dream last night? Like, what happened? You know, I 
But I feel like if I was able to do that, that maybe he wouldn't have gone through some of the things in his adult life that he went through. I think I might have been able to give him a little bit of help in that way. And, and I feel like, I feel now that it's, it's a calling to help people. It's why I started my channel. I wanted to help people. I wanted to, to, to bring the awareness so that people aren't caught off guard and people aren't traumatized. And they're, they know that these things exist and that there are things out there that are in their space that they need to be aware of. That they're at least know that they're there. At least just know they're, that they exist. Yeah, and, and, and one thing is, and when you, they can talk about it, they don't feel like they're crazy either because a lot of times they, uh, they'll get, they, the, the person will feel like backed into a corner because they feel like they can't share their experience with anybody because it's too much. They feel like they'll get laughed at, ridiculed, or people think they're crazy and 302 them into a psych ward or something like that. Like So it's like it would be nice for people to have like that reassuring voice that like, Hey, you're not crazy. I've had this experience too. Right. Or is it right. And that that's why the encounter hub is really important because a lot of times these people, you know, they see us on YouTube, but they don't want to come on. They don't want to come on the show. They're, they're, they're nervous and afraid of the reaction that they may get or their family. They can't go to their family, but if they can come to the encounter hub and it's a private stream. So no one sees them. No one hears them. And all it is, is, you know, experiencers talking with experiencers in a judgment-free zone where everybody can share, everybody can talk about, hey, this is what I went through. And then I guarantee all of the rest of us are going to go, yeah, we felt the same thing. And we can fellowship. Yeah. And they can feel normal. They can just feel normal. And it brings a lot of healing to people to be able to talk freely in an environment like that. Yeah, I, I would. I definitely agree. Um, and and you you're good at that because um, you are, you're also an empath too. I want before we end up and I wanted to ask you about that. Like, what's it like for you being an empath? And like, are you? Did you know, always know that you were an empath? And like. Um, you're able to sense others feelings and like, does that carry a lot of weight with you? Like, I mean, like, because I know it does for me, like, cause I, I feel like I'm an empath too. And uh, I, I have to almost like try to not let it bother me sometimes. Like I pick up on other people's feelings too much. And like, uh, you know, like even in places like where it shouldn't matter, like, or maybe it should, I don't know, like in my job, like, you know, I can yes. kind of pick up on and then like, it, 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 do, you, do you get the same thing? Yes, it can be extremely overwhelming for empaths. Um, going to the grocery store can, can be horrific for me sometimes. I've also noticed when I'm around a lot of negative type people, like people who have a lot of negative energy around them, people who... You know, they're the ones that are the complainers at work, right? They're the whiners and the complainers. And you're so when you're around like that kind of energy all the time and you just feel awful, I realized that kind of brings me down and, and brings my vibration down. And then I have to, I literally do like salt baths to cleanse myself. And I cleanse myself of all the negative, you know, like extra energies that are like hanging on. 
and I, and I, and, and, and I have to do it. If I don't do that, I'll just, I, I myself will just start. I'm not able to protect my own energy. If I, if I'm constantly being bogged down, I have to cleanse myself every so often to do to, in order to, you know, not get so bogged down with a lot of negative energy. Um, maybe that's what you, you, you could try that too. Um, but one of the things that I, during hurricanes here in Florida, that is when for me, it's the worst. When there's that many millions of people in a concentrated area that are feeling afraid and confused and down outright terrified and the anxiety is sometimes very debilitating for me um last year during hurricane ian it was uh i'm sorry i'm about to cry I'm <laughs> it's just it's very overwhelming when there's like that much tragedy and um devastation that people are going through. And so for me, like natural disasters are the worst for me when they happen kind of here in my local area. And I've gone through several of them. The first major devastation um, hurricane that I went through was Andrew. And that was, that was a really, that, 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 that changed my life. I literally did get PTSD from going through the events of that particular hurricane. So it was kind of like going through it and then feeling everyone else go through it. It's a, it's a weight. It can be a weight. Um, but I do, and I have picked up some, you know, tips, meditation, listening to, um, you know, like certain types of like, um, binaural beats, um, also like singing bowls, believe it or not, to like the Tibetan singing bowls help that just resonating that sound and frequency throughout my body. It, it does help heal you and cleanse your body from all of the other crazy negative things that you can pick up along the way and that you're feeling everywhere else. Yeah. You know what? I, I, I feel like I got away from that because like I was, I recently was in a, a relationship I got out of and like that, it kind of drove me away from meditation. And I was doing all that, all the above that you just said, I was meditating a lot. I was trying to have out of body experiences. I was listening to the crystal singing bowls or the Tibetan singing yes. bowls or the, or I would listen to solfeggio tunes or like, I was always like, I was really focused on advancing myself. Then I kind of got into this relationship and it kind of, took all that away and now i'm back on building that again because i realize how important it is it's really important to meditate like it, it can be a life changer i think mm -hmm. like like in between of being nervous and and being calm and that's a big thing right yes 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 because if i'm it's, not if i'm not if if it's kind of like if i'm not able to at because i call them self-care sundays so usually it's on a Sunday, I'll go and I'll do a salt cleansing bath. And it's super easy. Anybody can do it. You just take salt and add it to a warm bath. It doesn't have to be special salt. It's don't use Epsom salt though. Got to be kind of like pink Himalayan salt or kosher salt, even table salt. Just don't use Epsom salt because that can actually dehydrate you. 
So yeah, that'll um, dry you out, right? Yeah, it, yeah, it really will dehydrate you. And you just but but just take some regular salt, put it in the in the in the water, and bathe yourself in it. You know, just bathe while you're listening to some like really calm meditation kind of music, and just cleanse. And I'm telling you, it's it's like hitting a reset button. You're like you've come out of this going wow because it's like you feel all the the negative the negative energies just lift from your body and you're just like recharged for the rest of the week you know by Friday you're like oh thank God it's Friday well that's why you feel that way it's because all week long you're just absorbing all the craziness that's out there <laughs> I, I I totally agree I, I think that's the that's that's the right thing to do I have to take your advice honestly yeah, um. Um, the last thing I wanted to ask you about was, um, do you, you work with your guardians and gods too? Like, do they guide you when you're on your research? Like, do you, would you say you ever get help from your guides when you're like closing in on a Bigfoot or like, like, or maybe that's not the right term. You know what I'm trying to say? Well, you know, here's, here's the thing. Um, I don't generally, I mean, they're always with me. They are always with me. I you know, two of them I know very, very intimately. Um, and I know their energy very, very well. I know exactly who it is who's trying to communicate with me. Now there are, I've, I have two others. I have not been able yet to figure out kind of exactly what their role is or their names. The other two I do know. Um, but I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Um, but they usually help me out and 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 are more uh, of a protective type type of role when I am on paranormal investigations. When I go out paranormal investigations, that they're usually the ones that are that protect me from negative entities. I've had a, I've had a couple instances where they've tried to jump me. Some negative entities have tried to jump me, and they protected me each time at a cost. I will say. I mean, they. I always can tell their energy is drained. And when that happens, I usually take all of my, every single stone and crystal I have that I own, I lay them out, I charge them all. And then that way they can, because I don't always know exactly what it is they need to heal themselves. So I lay them all out and then I let them, you know, and then they'll, it's kind of funny. I always can tell when their energy has been depleted. I can always tell when their energy is back up again. So it's kind of like a, you know, it's, it's, it, but I love the fact that they're here with me and that they're, they're always with me. They're always around me and they do protect me. Um, one of them, one of them does help protect me when I sleep at night um, from any lower vibe, lower, like lower vibrational beings. Um and in, since I have been working with my connection with her specifically, this particular one uh, guardian, um, since I've been working with her, I have not been having as many um, uh, <laughs> you know, I haven't been having I haven't been taken um, as, as oh, you haven't been oh, okay, you, you haven't had any abduction experiences you're saying. Yeah. Well, I, I've had some, but not as, as many as I used to. So it's kind of, it's kind of a good thing. I feel like, I feel like the last 
few times that I have been taken, I believe I was, it was for a specific reason. I don't know if I got an upgrade or a download. I also do think going back to your question about, you know, my abilities getting um, heightened and stronger, I definitely think too uh, that they have, I do believe that the ETs are helping me with that. And I do believe that they have been giving me upgrades and that they have been giving me physically tools in order to be able to kind of do the work I feel I'm called to do. Do you think it's the grays or do, like, do you, do you think that's no. what you might be doing? No, no, I don't. I no, 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 I don't, I don't believe it's the grays. Um, you know, I don't, I know that there's so many, there's so many different races out there. Um, one of my guardians is um, Atlantean, but I do know that there are Lyrans around me a lot. Um, and that's usually what I'm kind of seem to be having, like that I have visions of, or I have dreams of are usually Lyrans. Oh my God! Speaking of, of, of did you? Uh, I had that interview with Lightstar the other day. She does that amazing light language. Like I wasn't a big fan of light language at first. I'll be honest. Like, oh, but then I heard it. It it really does cause a brainwave vibration. It does something. Do you agree? Do, as, yes. Have you had this experience yes. as well? Yes. 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 It's it's yeah. it's amazing, right? I yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I, I like, I, I don't know how they do that. And then, and then it, it, for it to have that effect on us too, it, like it's so, it's so strange. It's bizarre. But it's, but it's, it's all frequency, right? Just like the Tibetan singing bowls, just, you know, things that will resonate the frequency in your body, right? Because think about it. Our body is what? 75% water, right? So yeah. In order to resonate and 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 we feel the vibration throughout our body is easy to do because we're seventy five percent water, so it's like when you're hearing and you're feeling that vibration happening around you and and you feel it throughout your body, it's healing. It is very healing. Mind body. We got one percent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I wouldn't. We got one question from the audience. I figured we would ask this like real quick. I have another show I have to do, but um, if it comes up on the screen, she just says, how did you figure out your guardian names? Was it all at once or did it happen over time? Over time, over time. My the, the first guardian that I um, her name literally I, I started when I started meditating. I kind of started meditating, I would begin to meditate. Um, I would try to do the guided meditations, right? Um, that they you could find on YouTube. And they're and they're good. Don't don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying anything bad about guided meditations, but it wasn't working for me. And I thought, yeah. okay, I'm gonna start meditating and I'm going to set an intention prior to. So my intention would be I wanted to learn about my guides and my guardians. And this took, and again, it's, I'm still working through it. I only know two. I've been told I have four. I don't know. Someone else told me I have four. I don't know if that's true. Maybe I have 20. I don't really know. But I know two for sure. And how it just kind of happened was through meditation. And I would sit down and I would just kind of say, okay, 
I want to learn. I want to, I want, I want my, one of my guides to come to me and talk to me or, or show me yourself, give me your name. And it would be the, things like that. So the first time I saw her, um, in, while I was meditating. So I saw what she looked like during meditation. So then I would begin to imagine her and how I saw her, but in my mind's eye, and I would think about her and what she looked like. And then I would just, it was almost like, so bringing the image in closer and closer, almost as if I was slowly zooming in the photo to bring it closer so I could see better. So it would be like every time I would meditate and I would do that, she would hurt. She would become clearer and more clear to me each time. At one point, I finally said, I, you know, that I wanted to know her name. And I would set that intention that I, I'm, I'm going to meditate and I want to know your name. And then literally it just happened. I don't know how or why, but it was like all of a sudden right here in the middle, right here. It was, I heard her name three times. She said her name three times, boom, boom, boom. And I heard it all three times. And I went, wow. And interestingly That's enough, yeah, interestingly enough, the person who said that I have, I have like four, that particular person actually said her name and I don't tell anyone her name. I don't say it out loud. I don't, nobody knows her name. And I do it, you know, it's, it's, it's for me. But when yeah. this person said to me, oh yes, you have this, you know, you have this guardian and she's da, 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 da. Because I also use dowsing rods in some of my paranormal stuff. And I also use my dowsing rods to communicate with my guards, my, uh, my guides and my guardians as well, because I can tell their energies. So when she comes through She's very, uh, she's very regal. She's very stern. She's very all business, all business. And when you can feel the difference in her energy, when it's her answering my questions, than the other, the others, because I have one of them that's like very funny, like has a very kind of like jovial kind of like childlike kind of energy. You know, it's, 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 Learning to, to read energy for me was the key to so many other things. It was like, that was my foundation. And once I learned that, because in paranormal investigations, you got to, you have to know what you're talking to, whether it's negative or not, right? Like, that's what we all worry about going out and doing paranormal investigations. Are we making contact with something that's a negative? Are we making contact with a demon? Are we making, con you know, we don't know. And the only way for you to know is to be able to read energy. So if you can't read energy, you're not sure what you're dealing with when you're out there on these investigations. So on two separate occasions, I did have some, a negative energy try to jump me. And when I say jump, when I mean jump, when I say jump me, I mean, try to channel through me, kind of jump into my body and channel. That has happened to me a few times, not with negative entities, but I have had other um, dead loved ones. Um, it did happen with the Sasquatch once. 
I did channel the Sasquatch one time. Um, and when it happens, sometimes I don't even know what happens. I don't know that's happening. But when it's a negative entity, I've noticed the two times it happened to me, I, I recognized it right away that it was absolutely not. It was not good. I knew that it was negative. I knew it meant me harm. I knew it meant me physical harm. And I, and I just knew it right away. So it's super important, I feel, for people to, and, and again, I tell everybody, if you want to learn how to read energy, start meditating and learn your own energy first. You have to know your energy before you can really begin to read or decipher anybody else's energy. But figure out your own first. And you do that by starting with meditation. Wow, that's really well said. I I, I, I couldn't agree more. I, I'm going to have to have you on for part two because this is really good stuff. Um, can you thank you for doing this first off? And Any can you tell everybody where to find you and, 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 and thank you. This was amazing. Oh, I'm so, I'm so, so happy to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. I had such a great time. Anytime you want me to come back, I'll come back. I love it. I, I just, I love your show. I watch your show. When I saw that you had light star on last night, I was like, Oh my gosh, light star. Like she's, <laughs> she's amazing. So I would like, I, you're, you have the most amazing guests. I learned so much from watching your show. Like you've got some amazing people on your show. So thank you so much for all you do, all you do and your content. It's amazing. And um, yes. Thanks. Um, that means a lot. Yeah. It's super important what you're doing. What you're doing is amazing. You're, you're, you're getting out real truth, not the filtered down, watered down, you know, cloaked type stuff you're doing real real work and you're getting the real truth out there to people who really want it so you're 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 living out your calling that's for sure <laughs> well thank thank you that makes that makes it all worth it really that does yeah. Yeah. so my channel is called the non-aboss continuum um here on youtube um i'm also on instagram i'm on rumble um just the non-aboss you know, I, I think I have a TikTok that I heart that I hardly I use once in a blue moon. But uh, you know, but yeah, so th those are places people can find me. Um, and yeah, I, I love what I do. And you know, I've got some great interviews coming up soon uh, with more coming. And you know, I'm just I'm loving it. I, I just want to. As long as I know that what I'm doing, I'm I'm, I'm called to do. And as long as I feel called to do it, I'm going to keep doing it. So, uh, Oh, you are definitely, you have an awesome channel. And I think everybody should go to your channel. It's, it's, it's amazing. At least you're trying to get real truth out there too. So it's like, we need more channels like yours around. Like you, you're doing amazing job and you're a boots on the ground researcher, which I, that's impressive. Like, you know, not a, a lot of people talk about it, but they don't back it up and you back it up. So that I think that's amazing, you know? Thank you. So well, th much. thank you so much. Yes. Uh, all right. And, and uh, thanks everybody for tuning in tonight. And um, yeah, and I'll be back tomorrow with another show. And uh, until next time.